With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Northern Tool and Equipment isn't just a store. It's a problem solver's paradise. Fully stocked with the right professional-grade tools and fully staffed with experts who have the right answers. Problem solved. Northern Tool and Equipment Summer Sale is on now. Stop in and save up to 50% on pressure washers, sprayers, generators, fans, lawn and garden equipment, and more. Hundreds of deals in-store or at northerntool.com. We are back with another one of our Blue Room Extra previews here on your usual Blue Room feed. Just a reminder, if you want multiple shows every single weekday going up about the Toffees, it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. We can find all that as we analyse and preview all of Everton's games and a whole lot more as well. Now, this show comes from our subscribers weekly show earlier on. On Tuesday, myself, Dave Downey and Paddy Boyle another chat about a variety of things, including concussion in football, as well as Everton's issues after the game against Leeds at the weekend. Uh, this is a little section of our Everton chat, and just a reminder, if you want to hear this show in full, the link is in the description. If you want to just find it yourself, it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. First of the month's the best time to start subscribing. Uh, so if you've been thinking about it, maybe over the Christmas period with a lot of games coming up, why not give it a go now? But in the meantime, here's that segment for you, and we'll speak to you again soon. Sort of on the back of that, I'll come to you first, Dave. On the on the back of that, and you know, a few days on, and looking at the table, looking at the the squad, looking at what we've got coming up on Saturday, and perhaps more significantly, what we've got coming up after Saturday. Uh, where, where are you with this team at the moment? Um, it's, yeah, it's a good question, Matt. I, I feel as if what what we've seen in those first few games, obviously, right now, feels like a flash in the pan. Um, the the quick, the rapid decline that we've seen since then uh, in, in all sorts of different facets has been quite alarming to me, really. But then I, I think most fans, the optimistic fans amongst people out there would, would refer you to the league table and say that Everton only five points off the summit. Um, you know, West Ham went above us yesterday, uh, having won a, a quite incredible game against Aston Villa, which they did not deserve to win. Um, and the league feels so concertinaed right now that people will be justified in making those comments. For me, it, it, 
I've seen all this before, uh, and I don't mean to put an, a negative spin on it in that regard, but it feels as if Everton are a million miles away from the side that we saw in those first half dozen games, well, four or five games, um, or if you can count the cup as well. Um, it feels to me like that was a different team. Whereas you look at it now, it looks like one that's very disjointed. There's not much balance. There's you know, quite clear issues with the selection, um, both in terms of personnel, formation and system. Um, and, and where it all looks so calm and simple and pragmatic early on in its place, there just seems to be chaos and, and players not fully understanding what their role is in this side and, and others playing out of position. And, you know, it, it doesn't... People, people can bang on about the league table and saying how lucky we are that, you know, there aren't teams running away with it yet and things like that, which is fine. And I think it makes it, makes it for a far more interesting season. If that's the case, you know, the longer it continues, the better. But what, what an opportunity we've missed. I mean, what, what an opportunity Everton have had there, um, given the opposition we've played as well. You know, you, you look at that team, you think, you know, six, six points, you're clear at the top. Um, and, you know, look at the way we were playing at the start of the season. It was unthinkable that we'd be sitting here, what, 10 weeks later, wondering what the hell's gone wrong here. But it just feels a sense of an inevitability right now um, of this slump. And how Everton get out of it now is is a really difficult question, given the fact that Luca Dean, probably, you know, arguably our best player this season, along with a couple of others, is out. He has such a profound impact on this side, um, which we've started to feel already. When you look at, at Leeds uh, and, and the game and the way that panned out, don't get me wrong, I thought Everton were decent in spells against Leeds, particularly going forward. I thought they missed a couple of chances. I thought first half was the time we needed to strike, given the fact that. You knew they'd win in in a sort of metaphorical foot race in the second half, mm-hmm. and it, it come to pass. I think they sustained large spells of pressure against us, and then come out in the second half and just showed us what they were all about. Um, and we we couldn't handle it ultimately, and they, they probably should have won by more than one goal. Um, and like I said, I, I really stress this point that we're not going to play a side like Leeds every week. I'm not saying Leeds are well beaters. I'm saying Leeds are a side that are very unique in their approach to how they play Premier League football. For instance, you're going to get completely different again against Burnley at the weekend. Um, you know, nonetheless, it'll probably be sort of to a similar effect that Everton are going to have to defend really, really well to keep Burnley out of turf more. But yeah, where I'm at is that familiar feeling of stagnation and feels like we're stuck in a little bit of a rut, and and it's going to be really difficult to shake everybody up and get out of it. Not least because of the disjointed team and the personnel that we're missing. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same kind of territory as Dave. Um, they've obviously undermined an exceptional start to the season. Still in a relatively decent position, but it could be much, much better. I mean, that's now four defeats out of five. The only win coming against Fulham. And that, that's obviously a, a, a pretty, a very poor run of form. They just look a little bit broken to me. As you'd imagine, with a side that's lost four from five, so I guess that's because they've shifted system. But the change in system certainly didn't work against Leeds. It did to an extent against Fulham, but it worked against Fulham because you got Luca Dean, the best crosser of the ball on the side, one of the main chance creators in the side, into these great positions 
on the edge of the Fulham box where he was able to cross largely to the head of the best attacker of the ball in those situations in the league and the Premier League's top goal scorer in, in Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I, I equate, on Twitter earlier, I equated Dean being out to something similar in impact to Richarlison being missing. And we all know about Richarlison, Everton's record without Richarlison. But Dean, my fear is, is just irreplaceable. When you look at this squad and this group of players, and Ancelotti seems to have figured that, and that's why he's gone down a different route and a route that didn't necessarily work. But the, it, it's difficult to get balance on this because tempers are a little bit frayed and supporters are right to be annoyed by four defeats from five. And they're right to be annoyed, even though Leeds are not a typical, typical newly promoted side. They're right to some extent, to be disappointed by defeat to home to two newly promoted sides. But my issue was that the experimentation came probably against the worst side in the league to experiment against, maybe with the exception of Liverpool. Now, Liverpool, for, that, for one reason, are just a, obviously the, the champions. They're, they're, a, they're an excellent side. But Leeds... They know their system now inside out and the system is unique and it's different and it's caught loads of sides cold. I watched them the week before against Arsenal and Arsenal were very lucky to escape as they did without losing that game quite heavily. Um, never mind even getting a point. Everton were kind of learning on the job in a new system and if you implement a new system, particularly with Luca Dean being out, you've got to expect, expect it to take time to bear fruit and for players to get used to that system. Those lads then, Alex Awobi and Tom Davis were going out onto the pitch in makeshift positions against the team that is so well-versed. They know exactly what each other's doing. And I think that made Everton's task that bit harder. I also think that Leeds are probably closest in style in the league to Southampton. Mm. Southampton obviously was a really poor matchup for Everton because they've got energy all over the pitch. And they press the defenders, and it's all about fast transitions. And Everton didn't deal well with Southampton. They didn't deal deal well with Leeds. We're in the kind of curious position of talking about a game in which the winning goal is probably a one in a hundred shot, a goal that very rarely gets scored from that position. Even if you look at expected goals models, but actually Everton, as Matt Cheeson put on on Twitter the other week, Everton conceded their highest expected goals total against in 101 matches in three in over three seasons. So that shows you the, the quality and the frequency of the chances that Leeds created, which is not a good sign. So it does feel like they're a little bit broken. It felt like they were a little bit broken in 4-3-3 without some of the players. It definitely feels like they're a little bit broken now in this system with this group of, of players. I was having a conversation earlier where I said like it feels like Ancelotti's not been on his game properly since maybe the derby. And even then, there were a few issues in the derby that Everton didn't really rectify that quickly. Southampton, he looks to do the same thing, but without Richarlison, which doesn't work. Newcastle was the biggest mess probably out of all of them. Yeah. Completely moved away from the success Everton had had in wide positions at the start of the season. Leeds, 
wasn't great either, exposing Iwobi and, and Davis down the flanks. It's hard to read too much into their performances, to be honest, because they're, they're playing out of position in new roles. Alex Iwobi, the second new position in, in two weeks against the side that attacks with Will down the flank. So at times it felt a bit muddled. At times it felt a bit like a mess. And that's not a great position to be in, particularly after you've made substitutions and you're looking to, to get back on track after four defeats in five. So, yeah, not, not in a great place. Um, that kind of place where you don't turn much of the day on, where you watch less football because Everton have pissed you off, um, where you avoid reading quite as much about Everton as you maybe would have done and listening to as much about Everton as you would have done. Um, and I know some supporters are seeing that as a false dawn at the start of the season. I, I still maintain that Everton, the Everton we saw, that lineup in that system, as we saw at the start of the season, is probably European contender. They're nowhere near as bad as they're showing now. They obviously weren't as good as they made us believe at the start of the season, certainly not over a 38-game season. But this Everton now, what do this Everton now amount to? Probably not that much, barely a mid-table side. So a lot of questions, a lot of questions, a lot of onus on Ancelotti, I feel, to almost show his credentials, show he's, a, he's an experienced manager, look how many Champions Leagues he's won. He, he knows more about all of us, mm. about all and all of us. And that's the time to show it by coming up with something in the absence of a practically irreplaceable player in Luca Dean. So, so yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do against Burnley, yeah. even if Burnley won't play the same way against Leeds, uh, as Leeds did. Um, and looking at solutions, um, I'm slightly frustrated because I feel like some of the solutions maybe are not getting that much of a look in at the moment. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network.